0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unfolding Sharp Corners, a podcast creating a community space to discuss all the taboo topics we're told not to talk about. I'm Barthi Rupani, and this is my co-host. Hi, everyone. I'm Sherry Arathachan. And in each episode, we'll be unfolding a sharp taboo topic, exploring a variety of perspectives, and finding a new relationship to it. All right, let's get started. Hey, Barthi. Hey, Sherry.
1: All right, we are trying something a little different this time. Um, We're going to cover in this episode a particular topic and maybe what are all the different questions that are unfolding for us, things that we want to, wherever that conversation goes within that umbrella of this topic. Um, And then we will have. in future episodes, guests, um, that we might bring in to talk about some of the topics we cover today and even other topics that we haven't covered, um, so,
0: um, so what's the topic, Barthi? Um, so the topic is very specific. So the topic is sexuality, but specifically what we're talking about, um, does not include, our sexual pref- uh sexual um, orientation or you know if we def how we define um our, re- our gender um but it's really about how we self-express mm. ourselves mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not to say those other
1: things are not important. I think they're super important and might be that we have particular episodes on them or a particular series of episodes on them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think what I like is that this is really about an individual in themselves being able to know, experience, and express their, I will say, sexual, sensual, whatever that means to you, expression yeah, um, for themselves uh, in a way that is like free of shame.
0: Yes, exactly. It's really a, you know, it's such, it's something that's very personal to each and every one of us. And it's so important to discover what your own sexuality for yourself, like, what does that mean for you? Because it can really liberate you to having, like, um, having positive experiences in your life, you know, because you're and not just
1: sex, period, you know, yeah. but like in a very broad, every range of your life, sort of
0: mm-hmm. way, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah. So that's a topic. Again, you know, like Sherry said, it's not to say that our sexual orientation, um, our gender or, or, you know, or anything else that falls into the category of sexuality isn't important. It's just like, we really want to talk about this personal relationship we have to sexuality. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, I think something I'm exploring and, Uh, trying to figure out is separating out these pieces so Mm -hmm. you know what I'm coming to learn and realize is like attraction versus romance versus lust versus uh, orientation versus gender right those are all sort of different layers of how we might experience um, sexuality and especially with someone else or multiple someone else's um, or in a larger environment and that our culture currently collapses all of that into one definition of like you are a woman you're a man therefore you're attracted to the opposite gender yes you want to have sex with the opposite gender and you want to be in love with the opposite gender like all of it gets tied into one and wanting to really piece that apart and sort of you know, I think about it, if I'm in a room by myself in the dark or in the light, whatever, but, like, <laughs> yeah. that what – what is my experience of sexuality when I'm alone? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that even mean, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it shouldn't and, – and, like, to, I'd like to also add to that, like, it shouldn't – your sexuality – um, and I know that this happens today in society, but like our own individual sexuality shouldn't be defined by what society thinks or society wants from us or um, what it means if, if you have a specific gender orientation or if you um, identify as a specific gender. It, it's yours. You mm-hmm. That's your own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, so typically we start with like what's sharp for us with this. And I, I think what you're pointing to starts it off with like mm-hmm. when you're born and yeah. depending on who you're born to, what country mm-hmm. you're born to, what culture mm-hmm. you're born to um, all the things that are laden upon you. Like when, especially like, even as infants, you know, yeah. um, this comment around like, oh, he's gonna be a heartbreaker, you know, or she's, oh, gonna, she's yeah, gonna like for an infant for a child because they have traditionally attractive features or whatever. I'm like, this is a child, right? Like yeah. The it starts so young, and before we have, um that's if that's talked about that way. The other way is like not at all talked about. Yeah. And in the silence, you the implicit thing being that it's not allowed. That it's mm-hmm. forbidden um and you're not to be sexual at all, right? So there's a full mm-hmm. range of, you know, being over sexualized or maybe even I don't know, un- I don't know if under sexualized is a thing, but you know, being completely shamed out of it.
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah. To be for like I remember um there's two things that I distinctively remember. Like one, there was a woman who um, you know, started her career um, at NASA. And this was, you know, th- this was definitely not at a time where NASA had very many women working there. So she learned very quickly that she had to, like, um, unsexualize herself, like or, or de-sexualize, desexualize herself. Desexualize. Yeah, like, I, I'm not sure what the right word here is. But she had to make herself very gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, the way she dressed, how she, even her haircut and everything like that, and this carried forward in her career, and um, and she was celebrated for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, look at her! You know, she doesn't she doesn't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She doesn't use her <laughs> like s- uh, sexuality in, in this negative way. And I'm like, but wait, but why is the other way negative and this way is not? Like, mm-hmm. it's very confusing why is one bad or not the other or why aren't both good or bad or whatever yeah they just are
1: yeah i i mean that points to for me um also all the ways that all the other identities we hold Mm -hmm might intersect with this. So like, yes. what is it if you are a man versus a woman? What if you are queer? What if you mm-hmm. are, um, uh, I don't know, a different, like, race? Uh, well, yes, race, like, depending on your race, what if mm-hmm. you're like, you're physical body is different oh, yes. from like a standard quote standard body body mm-hmm. right like all the signals and messages you get around what your sexuality can and can't be. Yes. And then it also points to power to me. Mm-hmm. So like in that example of the woman at NASA, like in in a world that sexualizes women mm-hmm. and girls mm-hmm. that beauty and sex are the sources of power, you know, that we do have access to easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was reading an article about um, AOC and yeah. how a liberal person wrote about, like, let's talk about AOC's power as a pretty person, right? And that mm. her beauty, her which she doesn't, she, I don't, wouldn't consider her sexualized in the, mm-hmm. in the world, but, you know, look at the way people might get the way that they attack her, you yeah. know, around her clothes, around her lipstick or whatever it is, you know, that there is an element of like, that is a power, like she is a powerful person without that. And mm-hmm. she also holds traditional power in that way. And so like, that there is, and there that doesn't make it a bad thing. I'm just saying no. that that is a traditional form of power that women do have. Yeah. But when they actually use power for their own benefit is when it's like criticize and become yeah. bad, right? Oh, you slept to the top,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that
1: sort of thing. Yeah. is like an insult. And, and there's lots of reasons why that might be appropriately an insult, but for men <laughs> or for women, yes. but, but it is like, that's never accused men are never accused of that right and like using sex for their power other than when it it comes to an extreme case of yeah assault and rape you know right um but like they can be handsome at work or whatever and use that to their advantage and flirt and use that to their advantage Mm -hmm. no one no one talks about it that way
0: exactly like i think about um i think about women who expect a lot from their teams, and maybe they they're you know they're assertive and how they describe that or you know um, cre- uh, share those expectations. Nobody would bat an eyelash mm-hmm. if that was a man doing that, mm-hmm. but because it's a woman, there are certain expectations of her being more of a caretaker or. Mm-hmm. Gentle, softer, mm-hmm. and I think that that's totally bogus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially when as infants, female infants are physically stronger than males. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> mind-boggling.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I want to think about, you know, so that's like sexuality in the workplace or in in society. I think there's also, um, God, there's so many directions to go with this. Like, um, women and pleasure, right? Period. Yeah. Being able to experience pleasure, wanting to experience pleasure, mm-hmm. being taken seriously around like an increase in libido or a decrease in libido Mm -hmm. and like what that really means or, you know, the effort to make a Viagra pill over something to support women's sexuality. Yeah. Which really is not a pill, but really making the world safer for women so that we are not in a stress fight or flight mode all the time. Right. (laughs) But, you know, there is no, the world is built for male sexuality It absolutely is. Right? Like everything around you is geared towards that. Mm -hmm. So where are women in that? Where do we get to experience and and express that and feel that in the world? Mm -hmm. There's like the shame of sexuality at all beyond, you know, beyond your bedroom doors. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the ability to pleasure yourself and Mm -hmm. like the shame that might go with that and yeah. all of the, all of the experience of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like, ultimately, you know, in the larger context of not just around sex, sexuality, self-pleasure, libido, but really like when you're in a place of power as a woman and, and, you know, divine feminine sort of energy, um, that is, creative power. Yes. Um, right. And so like you, the essay by Audrey Lorde around like the power of the erotic, mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was called. Um the erotic is power. Yes. You know, that um is referenced often and you can um read it, I believe you can access it and read it online
0: mm-hmm.
1: um pretty easily. But um the way she talks about it as like infused in every part of her and Mm -hmm. that that is like that makes me think about you know that fullness of experience you know just really being sensory in your body yeah being able to like use all of your senses and bring that to every situation like we're cutting that off to fit into a particular world so I could, like, there's just so many directions to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to, the only thing that comes up from, like, in response to what you just said, the thing that comes up for me is just like, we've been tamping it down because we've been shamed Um, when we do fully express ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So we're shamed for our bodies and our body types. We're shamed if we're, quote-unquote, emotional. Um, We're shamed to um, fully express our sexuality because of how people behave towards us, you know? We're shamed... Our safety is violated. Mm -hmm. Like, consistently, our safety is violated, you know? Um, So it's just... All of this us tamping it all down as a reaction to what our culture and our society, the messaging that they're telling us. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's even smaller ways that I think of. Like Mm -hmm. if I think about my senses, Mm -hmm. right? And I think about food and how food is a joy, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And we have so many hangups around food because it's tied to our body
0: yes,
1: and our weight and our beauty. And mm-hmm. that is a, you know, a limitation of our power, right? We yeah. can only, food is a, a tool to, to get more power by being more beautiful or more thin or more whatever um, and is controlled. And it becomes this thing that's a mechanism as opposed to truly yeah. a sense, you know, to sit and enjoy a delicious piece of chocolate or whatever is like, without having to think about, you know, our own, how we are impacted, our bodies are impacted out in the world. I think about, you know, smiling. Yeah. Our joy, our pleasure, whatever's going on and how, you know, if we are walking around smiling, that can be dangerous you know, for a woman that Mm -hmm. if you are feeling great and you smile at a stranger, you just don't know if they're going to chase you down or like want to flirt with you or get in your space. And it's like, I just wanted to smile because I'm happy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, touch, you know, that Mm -hmm. that is a sensation that, you know, to hug somebody or to put your hand on their shoulder to reassure them can be interpreted so many ways different I mean, ways you can't yeah just you know be in platonic touch with someone um that would be something i'd love to hear about is like moving in learning how to have platonic touch you know mhm mm-hmm. um yeah like even <laughs> when i think about hearing i think about music and i mm. think you know, even in music or movies, you know, or everything we absorb, we have to guard ourselves of like, what am I going to see in this movie that's going to piss me off or make me feel unsafe? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this word, this song is going to call me a bitch or a hoe. And it's like, um, you know, maybe, and maybe sometimes I'm okay with that, depending Mm -hmm. on the context and who's singing that. And who's not, you know, yeah, like um totally like yeah, this um there is no place to receive sensation in the body in the mm-hmm. world to that feels a hundred percent safe. You know, that that you have to work to create that space for yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um Mama Gina talks about you know Mama Gina can, talks. Yeah, can we
1: introduce who Mama Gina is and her work?
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. So Mama Gina, um, her name is Regina Thomas Shore. Um, I will will spell it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wrote um, the. Uh, I, I'm sure you've may have come across it at some point. It's pretty popular. She wrote the book Pussy. Um, and she runs a school of womanly arts and right now she is running a online course which I am actually taking um, with my my friends have taken it in the past and they've recommended it that's actually why I took the course and she has dedicated her life to help women create our own communities so that we can express ourselves again and um a lot of the work that you know one of the things that i was really impressed with was how much historical references she gives to us that this is this is how we were before pre-patriarchal society. And we're, it's just a matter of like returning to that. Um, and the importance of um, accepting everything that our body is telling us. Mm-hmm. It's, a, you know, like every, like every moment, you know, every pleasure you said getting pleasure from eating foods, like, Accepting that. Be like, oh, wow, my, my, I love when I eat that a- kind of apple. You know, I, I like gala apples. I love when I bite into a crisp gala apple, right? And just really approving that sensation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that what it brings me to ultimately is because the world – has told us so many things about not trusting our body, mm-hmm. right? That, like, you gotta cover up, you can't wear tank tops, like, your yes. body is dangerous for other people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, actually, that's their problem. And it's really about trusting, knowing, knowing, like, deep down knowing and trusting that our bodies are right.
0: Yeah.
1: And whatever is happening for us is like, if whatever we know and intuit from that, and trust that is right and not what other people want from us or other people are worried about for us. Like we can still acknowledge that the world isn't necessarily safe, that there are things we Correct. need to, to adjust and accommodate for, for our own safety. But that's different from internalizing that and saying mm-hmm. that something is wrong with our bodies or something that our sexuality is wrong, that our, right, you know, any of that is wrong. It's that's right. And, and I might need to put on armor for the other, for, for my own safety, but I don't, I don't doubt or question myself or my body.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like there's a difference between making ourselves wrong versus um, feeling safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's important to know that distinction and it's not wrong to fully express yourself um, you know, and wear whatever we want to wear. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but yes, if you don't feel, if you don't feel safe in wearing something, then, you know, your safety is more important.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know that this, the like things that are unfolding for us Mm -hmm. is a long list because I, I honestly feel like this is a topic that, is probably unfolding for all of us in different yeah. rates at different times and probably for the remainder of our lives because yes. what we are pushing up against is so constant and persistent and everywhere Yes, um, in many ways. Um, even, you know, depending on who you are, your body might be overly sexualized, mm-hmm. you know. Um, depending on your body, it might be that – You feel inadequate, even though you shouldn't, right? Like, there's lots of reasons. And I want to say that this isn't specific just to women, right? That there's, like, everybody, including Mm -hmm. people, you know, who are um, non-binary, like, Mm -hmm. everyone. But I know that, like, the world is definitely hyper-focused. It's hyper-focused on women's bodies, but also this affects you know, someone, let's say, who is gender non-conforming and yes. might live in a male body mm-hmm. in that sense and and wants to express their f- femininity or their sexuality mm-hmm. and then gets, you know, ridiculed for being too girly, right? There's another yeah. way that, like, um, that that our bodies are used against us. And for men, if they are less than the most hyper-masculine body, right? then their sexuality is questioned. Questioned. Like there's a lot of, a lot of pieces that go to this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know I'm still unfolding and holding, but like there's, um, and I don't, you know, know all of it, but I know that this affects everybody. So I don't want it to just, it affects, we're talking from our own experiences. as Absolutely. But it affects everybody.
0: Yeah, it absolutely affects everybody. I mean, like, except, you know, like, just recently, like, in the last week, um, Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to um, wear a dress. Mm -hmm. And there has been a lot of Harry Styles bashing going on right now. Mm. And I just like who cares yeah yep that's a
1: that's another way that (laughs) right that, and that even brings me to like clothing and attire right
0: yeah why why are pants um for men and dresses are for like why
1: right and what does that have to say about our sexuality
0: nothing nothing yeah so it's just like so so just to agree with what Sherry has already expressed, like this, you know, when women's bodies are over-sexualized, it harms male bodies too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, you know, binary, um, so it, it's just, it harms all of us. So it, this is, there's a lot to unpack here with sexuality.
1: Yeah. One other thing that when we were brainstorming around this topic uh, there that I wanted to bring in was like the, you know, and bringing it back to us by ourselves in a room, right. And not out in the world is, you know, being sexual with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And when doing so, you know, thinking about your fantasies or whatever it is that you might use to, to feel stimulated, you know, what, like how internalized oppression might show up there. Right. And how we think about our own sexuality, either being ashamed of our sexuality. Um, It's interesting. I think Esther Perel talks about Mm -hmm. um, that sex and sexuality is a place where, Um, It's like a reverse mirror Mm -hmm. and a place where we can potentially in a healthy way explore a lot of things that we're not allowed to explore in regular life. Um, And that's, you know, it can be healthy or unhealthy, you know, depending on how intentional it is versus Mm -hmm. like automatic. Um, So... You know, when you fantasize, do you see someone who's white and mm-hmm. if you're a person of color, because we've only sexualized white bodies in our mm-hmm. magazines and our movies and whatever, you know? Yeah. Like what is what is like going on inside of us that our mm-hmm. sexuality is tied to white, able bodied folks, you know, yeah. or privileged folks and what what happens with power in sex? Like those two are tied mm-hmm. so closely. So, like those are all things that I'm like, whoa, that is very interesting. I yeah. don't know the answers, but it's <laughs> really interesting to see that you know all of these things. They're harmful in so many very ways, in ways that like because we've internalized it. Yeah, and, and not to like blame us. That that is mm-hmm. literally what we are soaking and marinating in before we're born you know but yeah yeah that it's it's all the way in you know?
0: yeah exactly and yeah we've been soaking it in for such a long time it's it's you know something that we're gonna have to work really hard from uh with uncovering and understanding where it comes from and and then relearning what we actually like mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, yeah. what do we actually, what are the approving or the, the sensations and, you know, the sensations that we like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, who are the people that we like or, or are attracted to?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like if you were never given the space to figure that out for yourself mm-hmm. and you're sort of living in a script or an automatic, mm-hmm. you know, just doing what you've been told to do without ever, much like the rest of our lives, without have sort of inspecting or investigating for yourself, what is it that I want? What do I really want? And and I think the somatic piece is undeniable here. You have to be in touch and grow into really listening to what your body wants. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important piece of this. mm mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, speaking to sort of like where are we now with it, just you and I, you know, I I think for me in the embodied connection to sexuality is like, oh, what do I want, you know? And like I think libido has always been an up and down for me and it's been like learning what affects that you know, and nobody, nobody has these answers, right? How, this is 50 plus 51% of the population and we don't, there's no work or research around what brings female pleasure, female sexuality. Um, if you believe in a binary of male and female, right. And so, Mm you know, then there's especially no research of people who are in the middle on that spectrum Mm -hmm. or anywhere else on that spectrum. And, and so, it's I think where I'm at with it now is like this is important Mm -hmm. to my own experience of life. Like I want to have full access to my own power in this way as a human being Mm -hmm. and and not miss out on this part of life that is joyful and beautiful and powerful. And so how do I do that? And like what are what are the what's out there in the world, what are the tools, what's the research, what's the practices that can yeah. help live fully embodied and feel comfortable and, like you said, shame-free and safe mm-hmm. to express that and use that mm-hmm. um, in every part of our life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, I similar to yourself, you know, I'm also – where I'm at right now with this is I'm exploring what it means to me when I tap into my sexuality, tap into my divine femininity. (laughs) Um, And what, who am I fully expressed? Mm -hmm. And what could I like, I know that when each of us individually is fully expressed, we can achieve amazing things. Can you imagine a community of us mm-hmm. fully expressed mm-hmm. and what we could do with that in the world? hmm
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you this question because I have someone in mind, but, like, do you have a person either – Fictional, historical, real, whoever that sort of models and embodies this version that you aspire for. I yourself.
0: mean, yeah, like I mean the the example that I have is Mama Gina right now, right? I'm in the I'm in this course with her, and um, you know, like wow, (laughs) you know, uh, and even, I would even say like the women that help her run the course. So the, um, there, there's a group of, you know, individuals that help put the soul course together and they're very much a part of this. They are also very much, um, fully expressed. and. And I'm using them as the example to learn from, mm-hmm. um, and they've created such a safe environment for us to, to you know, explore this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Who are you yeah. thinking of?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a fictional character. In yeah. Um, there's a character in the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. It's oh yeah not yeah, the Diane woman Lane's character but the, fr- the other woman the friend that she has yeah. um and I remember the scene where she first sees her in the market and she picks up a little baby chick yes and really just like loves on it and rubs it up against her cheek and closes her eyes and just really enjoys the sensation of how soft and beautiful this little chick is you know and and she's not She's unabashed in her yeah. enjoyment of that or enjoyment of ice cream or whatever it is, like she's just flowing with whatever's present in her body, yeah, and not worrying about what other people think. I think yeah. that's a big part of it for me is like not worrying what other people think that's yeah. part of my life like trying to figure out that anyway, yeah, um I think the other other way to connect with it in an embodied way is um, I try to go to Burning Man Mm -hmm. as frequently as I can afford to. Mm -hmm. And um, when I go there, I always push myself to like, I challenge myself with something, some form of personal growth of like, what what am I going to, what edge am I going to push? Mm -hmm. And one time it was around just being comfortable in my body. Like there's a lot of energy there at Burning Man. And so like, I wasn't comfortable with that in the beginning. It was very uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> and like noticing my discomfort, noticing like, okay, do I want to change that? Do I want to push mm-hmm. a limit? Do I want to try something different? And and I have, and it's been a real shift there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's like a very special place to be able to do that in lots of many, lots of ways, not just sexuality, but I think it's, um, it's a place that I go to do that and also see others that mm-hmm. inspire me to like to see the first time we set up camp uh the camp next door was like half women and they were all out there yeah basically naked yeah with hammers and boots on and like building a tent just doing the building. thing yeah and I was yeah. like, I it was like I could see how hard it was for my brain to register those things yeah. together, even though I'm like, fuck, yeah, it's amazing. I'm also like, whoa, that's also, you know, this, this like contradiction of what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing or seeing mm-hmm. or, you know, being, and so it was, it was wild and awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting, like, The thing that comes up for me with around, um, being comfortable in like your body and like, you know, being liberated and like not wearing clothes or, or wearing clothes. Right. I think that's the key for me. It's just like, if you don't genuinely like to you, you still feel liberated with clothes on. Great. Then wear clothes. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And, and then, and for my friends that are free without clothes on, please let's not judge the folks with clothes on <laughs> and vice yeah. versa, vice versa. Right. This goes back, right? Like we have to come to um, this place, and place where it just because something is not fully expressed the way you decided that it should be does not make it wrong.
1: I like that I like that um space for everyone right
0: mm-hmm. however
1: sexuality looks
0: mm-hmm. on
1: on you in you I think there's like two thoughts that came to mind one was like asexuality yes someone like including space for that yeah i think the other piece is um Wow, it's like, flip, it's like flowing through my mind and I'm trying to <laughs> articulate it. Um, nope, it's not, it'll come back to me and I'll it'll come back. start it out when, I, when it comes to me. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it'll come back, it'll come
1: back. Um, but like, asexuality is one part of that, you know, spectrum of allowing for people to just be mm-hmm. in all their different ways whatever that is mm-hmm. um and and making space for it
0: yeah. yeah um yeah
1: what are you thinking
0: i'm i'm actually like having a moment and like and i when you said asexual i thought immediately thought of pansexual and i was just like trying to remember um the difference
1: oh okay yeah
0: and i'm like why am i blanking out but i think i i think i got it like pansexual is um no choice like you're you're not individually making a choice and then um asexual is like the lack of um right yeah i wouldn't frame it
1: in like lack but okay but yeah so like uh it's like someone who's asexual might feel romance or might feel love, but they might not feel the need to have sex with someone. sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then pansexual is like, it's not about the container, like yes. the body, whatever the gender, like it's just so, about like, uh, the human that's there yeah. in front of you. And I did remember my other thought. Yes. Um, and that was like the, the ability for, to be with someone else like it kind of comes back to that platonic touch Hmm. like and like how could you cuddle with someone Mm -hmm. of any gender and it not be about romance or less yes or sex but just around being enjoying touching and cuddling and soothing each other yeah
0: yeah i um like i can't remember when if we talked about it in one of our episodes um but you had said you had shared with me at some point where there's like a chart that talks about gender, um, sexuality, um, sexual orientation. Um, and then there's like this other chart that I have seen as well, which, um, talks about attractiveness or attraction. Um, attraction intimacy and um it escapes me oh yeah i think romance yeah so how those three things are very different and they get collapsed and then in the other model as well those things are very different but they also get collapsed Mm -hmm. so there's like a lot of collapsing that has happened um and using certain you know definitions incorrectly so Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I think it is like, none of this is easy because we've, again, been, this is, we've been given a certain definition from a young age. Right. And so it can be confusing at first, yeah. but I think it's worth the effort because I don't, I feel like it gives you more power to really start to understand yourself around what, do I actually like and want? Exactly. And what am I actually attracted to? What do I actually feel romantic towards? What do I actually uh, want to experience? You know, that that helps you explore it differently. And that Mm -hmm. gives a lot of permission for it It doesn't all have to be tied together.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I actually like the separation with all of, (laughs)
1: I heard your phone going off trying to hide it I see you with that mute button on
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) um so yeah like the I think I I think exactly what you said with us freeing ourselves up with the wealth of definitions and the wealth of categories we have now we can actually ex we can actually explore our own um, self-expression of our sexuality Mm -hmm. using all of these different categories and then then having the liberty to say, guess what, guys? I may or may not fall into one of these things. Right. Right? Right. right. I think,
1: right, this is how language can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. So I know, like, if it's uncomfortable or, like, this is weird or too different or whatever, I would say, like, understand it from a it's worth the effort to understand it and like it doesn't mean you have to change anything or whatever but about yourself but I think it's cool like it's an opportunity and and to mm-hmm. to take it as such that you know maybe there's something that you can make better about your life mm-hmm. and how you experience the world um, by knowing more about your sexuality yeah. knowing more about how you want to express that Yeah. Even if that's something like, you know, again, sexuality and power and creative energy as opposed Mm -hmm. to sexuality and like the physical act of sex, which Mm -hmm. I think definitely obviously is important and ties together, but how that freedom of being able to know yourself, to touch into the power that you know the that your sexuality or that your senses and your body offer you how that can influence you know your creative thinking whether that's art or whether that's you know a strategic plan you know yeah like uh, it's an energy source that we we are cut off from in our own bodies
0: absolutely absolutely I you know I I know that we don't in society, the collective we, we don't talk about this enough. And I think that we as a whole, it would serve us a great deal if we start talking about it more mm-hmm. um, and understanding our our own sexuality mm-hmm. a little more.
1: Yeah, and then comes the expression of it. Because where mm-hmm. it, now it's starting to take me in my mind is, you know, the word that comes to me is desire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that doesn't have to mean sexual desire. Mm-mm. It might mean like Absolutely not. desire for a particular meal, right? Desire for a particular outcome. It, it It's it's a sensation yeah. a craving or a need or a desire, a want. And this, then the ability to ask for what we want or for, yeah. to demand what we want, you know? Yeah. Like, the communication that goes with it, and yes. how so much of our bodies and our lives, and we're told not to do that—yes—to right? put other people first, first. not be yep. selfish, right? Yep. Like, this all ties into that, and like maybe it's okay to ask for what we want. You yeah, know?
0: especially if you understand what you what you like, right, and then you can fully express yourself and say, "Hey, I, by the way." I don't like that. I like this instead. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like being fully embodied. Mm -hmm. And this is, it goes so much further than sexuality, like in the traditional sense that I think about making a decision, you know, and being Mm. able to, really we can check in with our minds we can do a pro-con list like that doesn't have to go out the window no and we're missing information from our body that Mm -hmm. has um you know intuition right and then we can talk about like what the neuroscience of intuition is but it's real right? Mm -hmm. It's not just some made up word or some woo woo, like way out there sort of thing. Our intuition is real. Like when you walk into a room and you can feel the tension in in, in a space, that's form of intuition that you're receiving.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: So like when we do the work of really getting in touch with our sensuality and our sexuality, that that access to our body applies everywhere. Yep it informs our intuition and our decision-making and uh, how we run our business, how we uh, have a particular conversation, how we listen and hear to other people uh, Mm -hmm. what, what they're, um, what they are giving off, you know, Mm -hmm. whether that's Mm -hmm. a conversation or whether that's something in their body language.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, you know it's like, intuition could be a whole different episode but mm-hmm. intuition is just like so important it can help us with so many different things like the decisions that we make the people we're around mm-hmm. what we're yeah. saying hell yes to <laughs> right
1: right right, right. Yeah. and and again comes back to trusting ourselves and knowing mm-hmm. ourselves so mm-hmm. yeah um is there anything else here? Maybe other perspectives we want to look at this
0: at? Or um, I think that the, the thing that I'm taking away for myself is, you know, what would it be like? And this is something that I have been exploring, but um, what would it be like to be fully expressed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are there parts of me that I have you know, diminished or tamped down because of what society tells me? And then if so, what would it be like if I'm fully expressed?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that that's the dream, you know, <laughs> that <laughs> a lot of people get to be fully in their bodies and liberated mm-hmm. and not just a very small subset of yeah. the human race. Um, yeah. Yeah that all of that is welcome in every place mm-hmm. that we go and exist and in fact celebrated mm-hmm. um yeah i think that that's you know in the question of like how do we want it to be that's how i would want it to be that yeah we all get to be fully in touch with our body listen yeah. to it trust it and let it inform how we exist in our personal lives, in our work lives, in our creative yes. lives, however we are, um, that that's just as important and valued as our brains. Yes, are. absolutely. And and, and desired. Mm-hmm. So anything else on this topic before we start to wrap up?
0: No, I, I mean, I think we've shared this already. We'll definitely have other guests um, joining us mm-hmm. to uncover more here. Cause um, I mean, I don't <laughs> think that one episode is enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, we've probably just uncovered 20 topics, you know, yeah. at least, you know, <laughs> in there. Um, so I think it's like, I would love to hear from listeners, you mm. know, what are you unfolding for yourself? Yeah, What are you um, curious about? In this yeah. um what are what questions did this conversation bring up for you um what are things we're missing what's not what yeah. are we not talking what it, about that we should be talking about
0: yeah what haven't we considered or is there something you know have we have you already started this work and what was helpful to you um when you considered this other thing you know that we haven't considered yet mm-hmm. please share that so we can yes. you know uncover that for ourselves too
1: yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So our next steps here are really going to go find these experts yes. that we want to talk to and bringing them on for for episodes.
0: Yeah. And if you're an expert or or yeah, like you know, if you're an expert or have done this work, let us know mm-hmm. so that maybe you could join us. Yes, <laughs> yes. that
1: would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Bertie, for this fun and very exciting conversation mm-hmm. to me, considering, like where we're going. yeah three episodes
0: yeah Yeah. same i'm so glad that i have um you to discuss it with Mm -hmm.
1: all right everybody look forward to hearing from you in our feedback form please fill that out let us know
0: all right well talk soon everyone take care
1: Thanks for joining us on Unfolding Sharp Corners. We consider this a community space where we can learn together. If you want to share your insights, questions, or feedback, we invite you to click the link in the episode description. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. And follow us on Instagram at Unfolding Sharp Corners. Make sure to leave a review so we can continue to explore more corners with you. See you soon.